Tēnā koutou katoa, nau mai whakahoki mai, ki te kōnai iku rangi nei atu tāne, ko apa wātine tōku ingoa, pai ki te hoki mai koutou i tēnei rā, ko tēnei te kaupeka tua rua, wāhanga tua whitu. Hello to all, welcome back to the Becoming Tāne podcast. My name is Apa Wātine, glad that you could come back. This is Season 2, Episode 7. The intention of this podcast is about growing great guys. This podcast hopes to do this by providing a platform for guys to share their stories and hopefully their stories resonate with Tani or guys out there. This podcast is a little different to the other episodes I've done in the past. Today I'll be sharing an interview with David Latelli, also known as a Brown Butterbean. I heard this interview with the Monty Beetham and David last night and thought, well, this needs to be shared. So I reached out to the owners of the content, Manaki, to ask if I could share their episode on my podcast. Obviously, they said yes, so here I am. But before we get into the podcast, I'll give you some information about Manaki, the owner of this content. Manaki is an online community empowering small business owners with game-changing content, advice from business experts, powerful networks, and opportunities that will open doors for businesses. As mentioned previously, this interview is between Monty Beetham and David Latelli for Manaki and their Real Talk content. Before I hand this over to them, I want to warn you that some of the audio isn't the best, but this was a live interview on Instagram. In spite of all of this, it was a great interview and well worth a listen. Kia ora team, Monty Beetham here. This week we've had some amazing guests, some ones that have uh, motivated us, empowered us, and uh, it's mainly with the top two interests in how you look at it in terms of perception. For me, the glass is always half full and uh, our guest is coming in right now, so I'm just going to bring him in and we're going to have a little bit of a chat, but this is going to be a story that's going to inspire you. And- because uh, he certainly does inspire me. A real-life superhero, if you ask me. And um, there he is right now. My man, how are you? What's up, bro? Uh, all good. I'm trying to get my before and after in there. There we are. Well, I think your before and after is um, commonly known throughout the country, bro. It's so inspiring, mm-hmm. and that's a big reason why I got you on here tonight. Uh, but before we talk about that and all the people you look after, I want to ask you, how are you, bro? Because I saw you this morning. Your stories are going hard. You're in that same venue. Uh, hours later, you're still in that same venue, brother. Um, how's your health and, and, and how's your mental health? Because, you know, and when most people are thinking about themselves right now, you think about everyone, bro. Amazing human being. Uh, look, I do struggle at times, bro. It's, it's, it's um, you know, a lot of times there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of weight on my shoulders and, you know, and, a, yeah. and to, to, to continually to turn up when, you, when I'm thinking that, you know, it's literally thousands of people that are relying on me to to put help them to put food and to feed their families. Um, but what I try and do is make sure I'm, you know, I've got a great team, a great family, um, great wife and kids, and I'm surrounded by good people. Um, and I try and uh, make sure that that anchor of exercise is still there mm. because um, exercise to me is, uh, look, exercise really saved my life. You know, I was in a, uh, in a really bad way. 
but while I was exercising, I, I forgot about how crap my life was, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, all I was thinking about was, man, this is one steep hill that I'm walking up. So, mm-hmm. um, and I do the same now, you know, and I encourage everyone to keep up the exercise. It doesn't have to be too hard. It can be just walking, walking up a hill, or, you know, doing uh, a boot mm-hmm. camp or boxing or whatever, because it's really, it's a chance to give your brain uh, a time to rest. Because you're not thinking about lockdowns, you're not thinking about bills, you're not thinking about putting food on the table. You're just thinking about that next set, you know, thinking about completion. Um, so, mm. yeah, you're, you're physically tired by the end of it, but uh, mentally you're, you're refreshed, you know. Yeah, because I want to ask you that, go back to that again, um, brother, because like I've said before, you are like a real life superhero. Uh, the shit you do constantly, um, effort on effort, uh, for all the right reasons without getting any sort of credit for it. And I know it's not always about credit for you, but 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 why, bro? Because you've got your, your beautiful green and your kids at home. Because, uh, like, it's amazing, brother. It is truly amazing. And I sit back and I watch you and your journey that we're going to talk about soon, and I'm going to go, what a man that you are. So I just want to, to let the people know and, and share and uh, the reason why, why you do these things. Oh, man, it's... um. For, for me, it's because, you know, so many people uh, really invested in me and, and, and gave me a hand up, you know, uh, stemming back seven years ago when I, you know, and I know we'll go into it further later, but I didn't have anything, um, you know, people like PJ uh, from Habitat for Fitness, Alex Flint from Body Talk, uh, of course, my, my good friend, David Higgins, his brother, Andrew, um, you know, Lincoln, Michael from Super City, all these people. Just for no ex- no expectations of anything in return, they they saw something in me. My sister Vicky, who's passed away, um, they saw something in me, you know. And they, you know, there'd be times when when people would come and come. I was living in a community house, you know. They'd come and drop me off food, um, you know, give me fifty bucks. And at this time, you know, I I didn't know when my next meal was coming. And there were so many people, and, and lots of people who society wouldn't deem as uh, you know savory characters um but yeah, they were yeah. they they saw something in me you know and they look it was tough man and my sister vicky um you know she she you know um she let me train with her at um her, her trainer at um f10 at uh, auckland yeah. mma that was the first place i went and just tagged along with her and i was a mess i was a basket case they would let me mm. train there with them and, and let me train for free there um and, and she was special because, you know, there was times, Bo, where I just think, man, I'm tired of being broke. Uh, I know I can go and do some things. I know I can go move some stuff and I'll be um, rich. I'll have money. Mm-hmm. But she saw something back then and she said, look, just stay on this path. Stay on this fitness path. Um, I can see something coming from it. And look, I had nothing. There was no sign of BBM. There was nothing wow. of what we were doing now. Wow. So she could like she could see and I you know and she would you know just give me you know give me a little bit more and you know try and make sure it's okay and just you know um and here we are you know it's just, and I'm so yeah. glad I, I I didn't make those um some bad choices you know bro you're glad I'm glad half of this country is glad that you made the right <laughs> choice and we can thank you your sister Vicky who's up above looking down on you absolutely amazing how easy would it have been to make that wrong choice and just get shit, and then your life would have been so much more different. Um, and I've, there's going to be people out there now who's at a crossroad who could probably take the easy, easy option 
and not work for it. Um, some some words of advice or a bit of wisdom for you and and how you got through that journey. Then we're going to start talking about your story, bro, because it has been an amazing one. Oh, look, you know, I encourage everyone. I talk to a lot of at-risk youth and lots of people at crossroads. It seems like easy money, but it's not. You know, it comes at a huge cost. You know, they only, it's, you know, this whole gangster life is very glamorized, uh, but they don't show you the other side of it, you know, and, and crime took so much for me, uh, but it's what I saw as a kid. I saw uh, what my parents did when they needed money. Uh, you know, my father was a bank robber. He was a drug grower, drug distributor. My, my uncle was a bank robber, drug distributor. Um, and I saw it. And, you know, as, as young kids, you know, I, and I, I empathize with, with our children, our, our people, because when you have nothing and you're stuck at the bottom and there's no real um, role models around you and, and you're not that good at school and you're not that good at sport mm. and who is around you that has money? And it's the, it's the gangsters, it's the drug dealers. So who do you have to aspire to? Of course, yeah. success when you're this age, success when you're young, is money. It's what you want. And you want money, not only for yourself, but for your family, to support your family. What's the quickest way you can make some money is by going and doing the stuff that seems, and it seems like it's quick, seems like it's easy. But I'll tell you one thing. Uh, you know, we had a warehouse. We're in, I'm in Manuka right now. Just around the corner, we had a warehouse in Norman Spencer Drive, uh, warehouses full of cars, full of cars, uh, Lincolns, Cadillacs, Range Rovers. Um, but what's the point of all these material mm. things when my cousin hung herself in one of these warehouses? You know, it's we're driven uh, by my, my parents and my family. We're driven by material things to give us material things. But all we really needed was them, you know, the time, mm. uh, which, mm. you know, unfortunately for my cousin, you know, that it was, it was never given, you know. And, and, yeah, and when, she, we, and she, when we think about wealth, People think about the financial riches and obviously with that becomes trouble, especially if you get it the wrong way. Even if you do it the right way and do it the hard way, um, there's a lot of problems that come with it as well. Um, the other wealth you get from what you're doing is changing lives, brother. And I say that all the time because I was in that lane for a good 10 years, but I've never seen someone work as tirelessly as you, effort on effort, changing lives uh, and making real impact for a long period of time. So just... How does that feel to you to, to have these people? And, and you've got second generations that are coming through now through the BBM mm. system and, and the impact that you've had on them, bro, in terms of the wealth. Oh, man, there's no better feeling, bro. There's absolutely no better feeling when I look at someone and think because I'm here and because I exist and because I picked myself up uh, and, and worked and got here, um, just because of that, the, 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 um, the butterfly effect, you know, just when I look at someone and think, man, they're, they're alive. They're not just living, they're thriving because of not just myself, but because of this movement we've created, you know, um, there's no better feeling. It's, it's, um, you're you know, the tip of the spear, brother. Yeah. You're the tip of the spear. I want to thank you for all the impact that you're making and have all these sub leaders underneath you. Now you mentioned the before and after photo in the background. Now I look at that photo and I remember both men. And I go back to a time uh, we were celebrating one of Joseph Parker's when we are in town. Everyone was happy. And I know you're happy for your brother who just won his fight. But, bro, you had your hand, uh, your head in your hands. You were sad. You were miserable. And you may have been wearing that shirt, brother. Uh, and, and, mm. and I remember having a conversation with you. And it was eye-opening. You were twice, two and a half sizes, the man you are now. 
you remember that? And I think that was at your absolute low before you decided to change. Talk to me about that low and when you realize enough's enough and, 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 and when that moment hit. Yeah, um, I think that time was when I was I was back here, and it might have even been the NRL nines by when I we we first mm. I was wearing that shirt, and then Joe's fight, and look, I I was just a mess. Uh, you know, I'd 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 lost uh, you know money in Australia, and I lost businesses, and I've let a lot of people down. Uh, I felt like crap, and uh, you know, my partner, you know, we broke up, and she had the kids, which was the worst. It was the worst feeling. Uh, not having my children and that time when we met and I didn't know what I was going to do, you know, and it was all this stuff going around in my head and I just felt like a complete failure and a failure on a, as a father that I've, and uh, you know, and constantly uh, Mike King talks about this inner critic. Well, that inner critic in my head was just telling me to kill myself every day. Um, I just couldn't believe I'd fuck things up so badly. I, you know, I had nothing and then I had, then I worked my butt off and I had so much, uh, mm. but I lost everything. Uh, and then not having my kids was an absolute nightmare. Um, but I used it, bro. I just used it to, uh, as fuel and motivation, you know, to, to, mm. to get my life back in it. And it came at the start through, through boxing, you know? But can we, can we talk about that? Because you got on your absolute low point. You've got nothing more to do. Like you you were 200 plus kilos. Uh, how did you make that step uh, to get going? And I, I know it's a very long process and journey, but if we can uh, just, just speed it up a little more. Because you know what, bro? There's people in this current climate now who are struggling, who are thinking that they're, they're, they potentially want to take their lives, or who are thinking there's, there's, there's no future for them. But when we look to people like yourself, You've had an amazing story, bro. You are a, a huge inspiration. Oh, um, the whole boxing thing. I moved back here in 2014. Dave brought me back here, Dave Higgins. I grew up with him. Um, he brought me back for the NRL nines. I was a complete mess. Uh, and then he, he said, look, come back here. I'll help you to move back. And he, he actually paid for me a, a business class trip because I couldn't fit an economy. He paid me wow. back here. I had absolutely no idea what I was going to do. Nothing. I didn't know. Just what needed. I knew I had to be back here. Um, and I remember laying on this, uh, at my sister's house, uh, my youngest sister. Um, so it was Maripa and I was on her daughter's bed, my niece's bed. I couldn't even fit on this bed. It was a single one. And I was just staring at the roof thinking, man, how did I manage to fuck things up so badly? This is, I was at this, I just couldn't believe it. Um, and constantly, constantly just, you know, just in my head, you know, but I, I, and I always encourage our people and anyone not to stay down and, and dwell at the bottom. You know, you've got to get up, you've got to work, you've got to fight, you know, don't wait for, for the system to help you because you'll wait all your life. So from that bed, I got up and I went for a walk at One Tree Hill, borrowed my sister's car, borrowed some petrol money because I had none. Uh, and I went for a walk at One Tree Hill, and that's how the journey started. The whole boxing thing started by Dave Higgins. He was Joe was fighting in Germany. I think it was one of his first overseas fights. Mm. And Dave said to me, because Dave was really worried for me, you know. Um, he was worried I was going to do something silly. So he'd try and always stay connected with me and offer, like, carrots, you know, like, you know, um, dangle carrots. Come on, come on, you know. And he'd say to me, um, you want to come to Germany? To 
watch Joe fly. I said, of course. Yeah. It's a free trip. He goes, well, you better train hard because you're not coming in business. So I was like, all right. Uh, I better start walking twice a day. So, um, and that's how I started. I walked twice a day. I stopped drinking fizzy drinks. I had no money. So the old excuse of eating healthy is expensive uh, goes out the door with me because I had nothing and I still managed to do it. I jumped on the plane and, and, uh, and you know, when you're, you're, when you don't, you're not in business and you haven't paid works deluxe. So you don't have that guaranteed empty seat. And you're hoping no one sits next to you. And you're hoping, you're hoping if someone does sit next to you, it's not a real big fat guy like me. Um, and I came on the plane and I couldn't walk through down straight. I had to walk through sideways because I was still too big. And uh, me and the guy right at the back who had the only empty seat next to him was we locked eyes from a long way back. And it was a very long trip for him. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, um, yeah. You know, and over there, over in Germany at Joe's Weyen, the head of German boxing was so... Uh, they were so, uh, you know, amazed by my size. And they said that they'd never seen such a large tattooed Islander with a shaved head before and tattoos everywhere. So they wanted to see what I weighed, you know. And this is at Joe's weighing. And mm-hmm. I said, I, I, I want to know too, because every time I jumped on the scale it, back home, it always said error. So I was like, um, they, they took me up. They, they dragged me through the crowd like an elephant by the trunk, put on the scale and, the scale I read uh, was 178 kilos and everyone's jaw dropped, man, going, man, how fat is this guy? You know, they're all so shocked, but I was so happy because I just realized how much weight I'd lost, you know? So I yeah, went absolutely. I went, oh, yeah, I'm the man. I'll take on anyone, you know? <laughs> and that's when, that's how Dave said, man, because everyone laughed at me. And that's what yeah, Dave, yeah. that's where the premise said, this is what you're going to do. We're going to roll you out before Joe fights. You're going to be our next circus act. You're going to, we're going to call you the brown butterbean. You're going to do whatever you want and say whatever you want. And I, I, was, I had no money. So I said, okay, that's fine. How much am I going to get paid? But people couldn't handle that character at start, you know. Um, yeah. It went nuts. You know, I, I was getting, um, when I fought horse, uh, and that was my first fight, and I, I called out all of South Auckland, and people went nuts. They put it on Krago's Wild and the Herald. And people were just thinking, man, who's this fat bastard saying he's the toughest man in New Zealand? You know, who is this guy? No one knew me. No one knew my story. Mm. And um, I was getting death threats now. I was getting people were saying they're going to shoot me on sight. We're going to, we're going to jump through your window. We're going to, the worst one I ever got was we're going to, um, we're going to send you some rope to hang your family with. You know, all the while, I was now living in a community home on a mattress on the floor, hating my life, literally wanting, wanting to drive into a pole every single day. So now I was getting all of this hate on top of it, you know? So uh, wow, that's how the yeah. boxing thing started. So it was yeah, crazy. Yeah. Look, look, I, like, I'm not going to say, you got to do what you do and it helped you on that journey, which is great. Um, I didn't like that side because I knew the person you are. And we're seeing that now in the country, loves who you are and everything else. When you did what you did, bro, the reason why it's so impressive because there was no blueprint and you've gone mm-hmm. from over 200 kilos plus and you made this work uh, with, no money. Uh, yes, a lot of love and support, which is great. And that's what you're passing out there now for a lot of people. So I want to I want to go back to that now after you, with hindsight, what you do and what you do for other people that are in that situation uh, when they want to lose weight or if they're not feeling good, because that's all you do, your, your health and well-being. How do you start? What are the key points to that? And what should people be looking at now? Because remember, there's going to be a lot of people who are watching right now or people that share this with that, uh, you know, where you potentially were in terms of life's not good enough, man. Um, 
Yeah, my life's not been good enough for on on a number of occasions, bro. You know, I'll, I'll go back and I, and it's sort of all the tools that I've used. Um, back in the year two thousand, when my father got caught for cultivating marijuana, had a massive warehouse filled with hydroponics. Uh, you know, everything was okay then until that happened. You know, I was going to yeah. uni, I had a job, um, everything was fine. But when that happened, um, I went right off the rails because at 21, I fully understood the repercussions of my father's actions. You know, at five, when he went away, I didn't get it. 21, I 100% got it. Um, so I went right off the rails. I ended up moving into a tinny house in Mangare, selling drugs um, to, put, to put the power on. And what I was doing was, and you know, in boxing, I played that character, but this was the first time I played a character in real life because I wasn't a gangster. I wasn't a bad guy. You know, my, my parents had done well to keep me away from that. But I thought to myself, my dad's gone. My uncle's serving 15 years in Paremurimo for armed robbery. Um, it's only me here. So it's my mum, my two younger sisters. I don't, and in this life, which they also don't talk about, is when the man's away, you, your, your family's open. You know, there, there's other predators out there. You know, you're open to, to whoever. So I thought to myself, I'm going to be this real bad guy. I'm going to be as bad as I can and prove and try and build this reputation as quick as I can so no one will come near my mum. You know, that's what was in my mind. So I moved into this tinny house and I was just doing anything to be as bad as I could be to try and build this reputation up. And it was just outlandish, the stuff that I was doing. It was really uh, living a very bad lifestyle and everything came to a head one night. And Dave Higgins and Andrew, they were all there when this happened. We were at a, we were at a Mongol mob party. You know, if you know Dave and Andrew, you think, what the hell are they doing at a Mongol mob party in the middle of Mangare? But uh, we got kicked out of that party. I came home and I, I was drunk. Uh, you know, we were arguing and, and um, I walked into the kitchen. I opened the, 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 the drawer and I pulled out a steak knife and I put it through my chest. Uh, and that was, um, you know, it was a dark time, you know. And uh, I was just really, really uh, angry with the world i was angry at my father i really I, I, I was so mad at him um and i remember waking up in middlemore hospital and my mum's there crying and then they you know they send you the dad my dad came and he had two prison guards with him i didn't want to see him uh but they send in a they send in a, a shrink to evaluate you but you know i'd been to uni i I'd quit uni but i was there and i'd done two papers on psychology so I could speak their language, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I told them whatever they wanted to hear and I was out. And I remember, bro, uh, I remember I got out of hospital. I was sitting on the back doorstep of this tinny house in Mangare, Plumley Kreds. And I was staring at the sky thinking, man, surely, God, this is not it for me. Surely I'm meant for more. Mm. And, but I always say, like I said before, I didn't stay down, you know. I didn't stay down and, and, and feel sorry for myself. I got up and I worked. And from that doorstep, I played league in North Sydney Bears. I played league in France. I was chasing that dream, um, contracted with Manly. From that doorstep, I owned um, a whole bunch of businesses in Australia. So it just showed, you know, what, what's possible, you know. And, but unfortunately, you know, uh, the world wasn't finished with me yet. I had to go through more struggles, you know, that, that enable me to, to help people now, you know. Yeah, and that's the thing, bro, because you've gone through a lot of struggles, but uh, the, the, the joy and impact you're making with all these people now um, as a result is, is far more impactful than 
uh, supermarket um, out there in uh, Wagga Wagga or in the country or anything else, man. Like I'm, I watch you and I admire from afar every day and, and what you do. Like there's a number of things. Like that guy who had nothing is now an entrepreneur, got your own online app. Uh, you do food banks. You've got BBM Community, which is global. Um, a, a wonderful father, uh, New Zealander of the Year many times. So I want to go through some of some of the good parts now because you give us some mm. good content. And I thank you for being very uh, vulnerable and very open and honest. And, and that's why people relate to you, brother. Um, BBM, um, some of the themes or the non-negotiables that happen in BBM that makes such a change because you make huge changes, man. And, and some of that stuff that you do with you uh, that we can share with people out there, man. Yeah, look, you know, I'll share the... the, the... Our, our foundations, you know, that I share with everyone in BBM. And the first one is, is to just start. These are the steps I share with all of our team, anyone I work nice. with, all of our members. Um, it's don't think, overthink it. You know, we always overthink things. Uh, just start. You know, I've visited so many people in hospital, bro, our people, Maori PI, and, and um, they reach out to me, please, can you come see my, my mum, my dad, my uncle, my sister, my brother? Uh, they're in hospital. And they need your help, motivation. So I'll go and visit these people. And I tell you what, some of them have never made it out. And, but, and we always think it won't happen to us until it does. And I'd say, always say that every single person I've visited in hospital that hasn't made it out, they will, they, they will have all one thing in common. They would give absolutely anything to go back in time and have a chance to start. Mm. We're here. We can t- take advantage of this moment and start. It doesn't have to be a marathon. Go to walk to your letterbox. Go for a walk to your neighbor's letterbox. Walk around the block. Just start. Don't ever think it. And the second thing is staying consistent. You know, once you start, staying consistent is the hardest thing. You know, losing 100 kilos was easy. It's keeping it off is the hard part. You know, so, uh, <laughs> How are you doing in lockdown with that, bro? Oh, man. Uh, look, I'm being, I'm being very kind to myself. <laughs> and, uh, uh, look, it's... There's no point beating myself up and no point beating yourself up. It's hard. You know, you don't, don't put any extra expectations on yourself to, to eat chicken and broccoli every day. You know, you just got to do your best to do, you know, eat the best you can, try and stay active. I'm, you know, very lucky for me, I'm very active with our food bank. It's, uh, I've never, uh, I think we've moved tons and tons of food, so uh, it keeps me active. But being consistent, bro, is understanding no one's perfect. You know, we all have bad days. Life does suck sometimes and life sometimes sucks more than it's any good. And you will get knocked down. You will, um, you know, come against roadblocks and speed bumps. But every time I always say to our team, and I want to ask you at home, what do you do when you get knocked down? Monty, what do you do when you get knocked down? Get up, brother. You get up, That's right? it. 100%. You know, I've gotten so much more support from every, every loss I've had in life and boxing. I've got more support from my losses than I had from any win. You know, I always think we're always afraid of failure. You know, when you get knocked down, if I didn't fail, there'd be no BBM literally impacting tens of thousands of people. So don't be afraid of failure. Every time you're knocked down, get back up. That's consistency. The third thing is surrounding yourself with positive people. You know, it's so, it's, it's, it's so simple there. I always ask the question, you know, um, if you hang around with five idiots, what does that make you? What, what, what does that make you, Monty? If you hang around with five idiots, people at home, what does that make you? Yeah, well, it's like for like, right? That's what you become. Yeah. Yeah. If you hang around with monkey five see, idiots, monkey you, do, man. Yeah. You will become the sixth. You hang around with five idiots, you'll be the sixth idiot. So, oh, you're a you mathematician know. now. Oh, okay, sorry, I don't know my math, bro. I'll be the sixth yeah. idiot, brother. Yeah. Just, no, just, so, just, just on that, though. Just, just on that, but, you know, consistency. Yes, consistency. But And you said it's hard. It is hard, brother. So how do you get up 
each night or each morning when you get knocked down and, and go again because it's easier to get up and go and sit on the bloody couch. Or if you get knocked down a few times, it may be easy to get up. But then the third, fourth, fifth time, it makes it hard. So I'd love to hear your psyche in around that, bro. For for me, everything revolves around having that strong purpose and that strong, I call it our why. What's your why? You know, for me, my why when I started was, uh, and it still is, my children, my family, my wife. But when I first started this, my why was the hunger to have my kids back. I have all my kids Mm -hmm. back now. Um, But that's what my why was. That got me up. That, that stopped me worrying about what haters were thinking, all the messages I was getting, was the, 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 the want um, to have my kids back. You know, my why now is obviously still my family, but it's my people, you know, showing them that it's possible. So that's what gets me up, you know. Um, and I'll, there's times when I'm very flat and I feel like crap. And, I'll, and I'll, I text Rob, Rob Campbell, who's a, a good friend and also our chairman, will ask me, how are you feeling? I said, man, I feel like crap. I'm just so flat. And he just said, think of the people you're helping. Think of the people that you're uplifting and, and let that energize you. And it, and it does every time, you know. So you just, it's, it's a personal thing. It's not a competition as to who has the best why. It just has to work for you, you know. Yeah, it's got to be specific, right? Because you could be out yeah. there and you could uh, – and the way I found it, you know, people will ask for will peace or everything else. The more specific it is to you, and it could yeah. be shown, it could be whatever it is, but if it's not uh, specific to you, when you yeah. face adversity or when the times get hard, you're going to stay away, man, because it doesn't matter if it's what your parents want or if it's what your yeah. wife wants. It's, it's got to be what you want uh, yeah. with that and consistency. It, yeah. And it, it takes time, you know, because and, 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 and having a strong why and a strong purpose doesn't always work. You know, because no one's perfect, mm. but it, it should always get you back on the wagon. You know, so it won't always stop you going to a drive through or, or doing something you shouldn't, but it should always get you back on, you know, and if it's not, mm. you have to rethink it. I always encourage people to write down a list of things that mean a lot to you and try and choose one, which should be hard. You know, that one thing, it, it should be enough. You know, if you have a strong why, you can overcome anything, you know, and um, then the last thing, bro, is no excuses. You know, uh, yeah, for me, that's what that. it's all about. It's no, no excuses. Um, it can, it can sound like it's quite harsh, but it's true. You know, there's just no excuse. You can do the best you can. Like, you know, when we started training with Phil, Phil's lost, uh, you know, 150 kilos. When we first started training, it was, it was, it was raining, you know, and I got a, I got a, a call from him early one morning when it was raining outside. And he said, Oh, Dave, it's, um, it's raining outside. Uh, are we still training? I said, I just asked him a simple question. Do you still go KFC in the rain? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, again, you know, it just all comes back to having that strong purpose and you can, and can, you can utilize all those things. And, and the main thing with BBM, bro, is there's no judgments here. You know, that's mm. the, the main thing that we have um, that I'm so proud of that it's, it, there's absolutely no judgments. We take you as you are, you know, and um, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. Because mm, you, you, you're global too, right? You're everywhere. And with, when we think about all the best organizations, the best teams, and I don't want to say organization, uh, all the best families like yourself, it's all about their culture. Uh, can you put a finger on into why, why the culture is so great? And maybe it is that no, no judgment. Yeah, it's one of the biggest things. You know, lots of people want to do BBM and ask me, how can we start BBM here? How's that, that's the, the thing for us about scaling. If we were to scale, which is one of the, you know, on our, what we want to do one day is scale more, is that it's not the exercise. People don't come here because of the exercise, you know. Um, and we're not an exercise group, although that's, that's the way we seem from the outside. But once you get in here, you understand that it's more like a, a marae or a village, 
you know, back in the islands where we belong, you know, like community used to be where you used to that saying, it, it takes a village to raise a baby. Well, that's gone because everyone's so busy grinding to, to survive, you know, but what we do here is that we are a community. We are a marae. We are a village where we all belong together. And the most important thing is the culture where there's no judgments. You do the best you can, but we, we also training here is very hard, but we have, you know, people just starting that might be two, 300 kilos. You have people that are really fit and people in the middle. Sometimes people from outside will come in thinking it's going to be very, very easy, you know, but we, the way we train is very hard, but you just do the best you can. We, and the, the one thing with culture and all of my team leaders and any senior members that are, are here, been here for a while, they understand that it doesn't matter how fit you are. It doesn't impress me. You know, there was a time when we did our boxing camp and all the real, all of our team leaders finished first. All of the really fit guys finished first. No one came back. No one came back to help the last person. And um, I couldn't post the video because there was so much swearing in it, you know, because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what's important. You know, you get your ass back there and you help out. And, and you know, sometimes you forget, even, even I forget, even all our team leaders forget. We just mm. constantly remind each other that we all finish together. We're all in this together, you know. And that, that's, that's what it's, uh, the strongest thing with BBM is that culture of uh, belonging, no judgments, and just being there for one another, you know. I mean, you, you, you change the lives of a lot of these people. Um, when they first come to you, is there a common denominator in terms of uh, the excuses? Because you, you don't like excuses, man, but just love to get the thoughts on uh, what they normally come with. Because, you know, like me being personal trainers and in and, and that environment, people come out straight away and they've got all the answers. Do you eat well? And they go, mm -hmm. yeah, I eat well. Okay, or well, maybe too yeah. well. Uh, but, you, yeah. you, you know, so I'd love to get an understanding of that. And then your return of service uh, to what you say about that. Or is it just a, no excuses all day, baby? Yeah, it's, it, it's, you know, it is a hard one, bro. I mean, the excuses are excuses. They're all the same with everyone. You know, it's cold, it's raining. Um, you know, I'm busy. Uh, I'm look And the, the most common one, bro, is that we always put ourselves last, you know, as parents and, and our, our kids come first and every, you know, it's everything. We, we are at the bottom of the heap, you know, whatever we need is, is last. But what I always remind our people that, that is that if you're not healthy, if you're not the best version of yourself, what's going to happen to the, all the, everyone that relies on you? And it's sometimes I'm quite harsh, you know, I, I remember dealing with this couple and that, you know, the guy was really, really unhealthy, you know? And I said to him, when you die, who's going to look after your kids? When you yeah. die, when you die, who's going to look after your wife? Do you want another man raising your kids? Because that's what's going to happen. You know, and, and, and he, it, it was a shock. But that's the, that's the conversations you have to have because this is, it's the, you know, that's the harsh reality of it. You know, if that's not enough, mm. if that's not enough to get you started, I can't help you. You know, mm. everyone comes, you know, it's, it's up to the person. If you don't want it, there's nothing I can do. No amount of motivation for me is going gonna, is gonna to help you if you don't want it. If you want it and you want it bad enough, you're going to do absolutely anything. And then we're just there to help and guide you. We're just there to provide mm. that. You know, so many people were that positivity for me. And that's all we are now for others. We're just that positive influence for others. How do you stay positive, bro? I know you talk about your why and everything else, but in terms of a, a, a system or your, 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 your daily routine uh, that you... Like for me, it, it's like that exercise you're talking about, bro. That's the medication, uh, not to look a particular way, but to, to feel a particular way. And that, that that's upstairs because, uh, you know, you're a busy man. Everyone says they don't have time. 
If you said I don't have time, I can understand that because you're always doing something for people, brother. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, look, I'm down a lot, bro. You know, to be honest, to be honest with you, you know, people obviously see what I post and I, I'm trying to be that uh, positive for people, but I'm down a lot. You only got to ask my wife, you know. Uh, unfortunately, my family get the worst of me because uh, I've given everything all day. And, and it's something I'm so mindful of to, you know, to cut that out because I, I, need, to, I need to be the best for my family, but it's hard. Uh, I'm down uh, probably more than I'm up, to be honest. Wow. Uh, I, feel, I feel down a lot. Uh, what keeps me on, on, a, on you know, even keel is, is exercise and, and, and helping people. And I'm just so conscious that I need to be better for my, uh, for my family. Um, you know, I need to give them more and give them the best of me instead of giving everything to, to everyone and saving nothing for, for, for my family. So that's, some, that's one thing I'm, I'm, I am working on. But uh, what keeps me up is, again, it's exercise and helping people, the feeling of helping people. It, it, it might be selfish, I guess, you know, the feeling that I get from helping people is what keeps me um, positive, you know, but mm. it's, that's, I guess, why I, I, I um, try and help as many people as I can because I am down a lot. I, I get depressed a lot, um, mm. you know, so obviously I do talk about it. You know, I, I'm very honest when I'm down. I talk about it online. Um, Beautiful, bro. But at the moment, I'm, I'm not, um, I'm too busy to, be, you know, to, to really feel it. You know, it's, it's in the down times that I'll feel it. That's what I love about you, bro, because you are such a role model, but you're authentic and you're honest and you're vulnerable at times as well. And that's probably why people absolutely love you, because like I was saying, you're a real life superhero and you are. But when we see you do your things and always being up and when we see our heroes on the field do their things, you start thinking that they're 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Uh, but you're not, especially with what you're doing, because at least those heroes are getting paid lots of money, bro. Uh, you're not. You're taking time away from your family. Uh, so uh, you. I'm glad you talk to people uh, because, and you get that support uh, because, you know, Kareem must be, be amazing for you because like I see mm. you day in, day out doing the amazing things, bro. And, and, you know, I, I'm surprised that you haven't been New Zealander of the year. Um, you know, like I'm surprised you're bloody not, not even knighted. Uh, but you know, that's, that, that's another story, bro. You know, but yeah, yeah it's just, it just makes well, it hard to watch sometimes. Yeah, the thing about those, I mean, um, awards is that um, I, I'm happy I get nominated because you're nominated by your people. You're nominated by people you've helped. Uh, but then when it gets to uh, actually getting the award, you're relying on people, um, on, on people you don't know to make that you know, decision. So I'm never too stressed about it, bro. Um, it would be cool one day, Sir, Sir Butterbean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, baby. But, but yeah. I'm, I'm not worried about it, man. I, I'm happy uh, helping people. And look, the blessings will come back. And they have come back. I had, man, I don't worry about food anymore. I don't worry about paying bills anymore. Um, my family has a, a roof over their head. We're happy. We have nice things. And I'm able to, to do all of that. All of the blessings that come back from helping people. You know, you, you can't, that's just, can't beat that. But, but it's not just that. Like, you've always had that um, entre entrepreneurial mindset. Uh, you've got your online app in, in terms mm. of that. Uh, and, and, and so Chip, can you talk to us about that a little bit and how you, 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 you went about yeah. getting that set up and then, um, I mean, how cheap it is and the benefits of it as well, because I think it'd be great for people. 
Yeah, the app is amazing. It's it's um, done by a company called Macroactive, who is um, you know Joseph Rakic, who's one of the biggest, the top five online trainers in the world. A guy from West Auckland, an awesome guy. Um, John Franich, who's one of the founders of Macroactive, he approached me back in 2016 and said, man, we love this community work, but we're worried you're getting punched in the head too much. And I, I said, oh, well, yeah, I'm worried about that too. So I tend to block with my head a lot. Um, as you know, you coached on my last fight. But, yeah. um, but it's the, he goes, look, we can, we can help you to create this online platform to help you scale and to help you help more people at the same time earning a living. You know, but I've kept it cheap. It's like $7 a week uh, for online meal plans that are catered for you and also workouts. And I do lots of live. You go into a group and it's a way of also supporting us. It's like $7 a week and go to um, bbm.fit to, to sign mm. up. So if you're looking how to support us, that's a great way. At the same time, you'll get fit and healthy. Absolutely. You, you, you get that medication that's going to help you be a better version of you to be mm. to play the part in your family or in your team and you, in, in your community. Talk to me about the, uh, the, the the food in that, in terms of how how full on is that, in terms of the diet it gives you. Um, yeah, look, it's basic, man. We just keep it very basic. I'm not, um, you know, you can get really awesome meal plans on there, you know, and it would say if you're a vegan, you want to be, if you're vegan, I'll give you vegan, dairy free, whatever. It's all customized to you, your activity level. Uh, you can there's budget meal plans which we put in there because it, you know. Not everyone um, has lots of money to go out and buy heaps of different stuff. And then in the group, we, I even will issue you with just a standard PDF, which is just eat this and not this. So it's, real, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's really simple. Yep. And it's the same principle. You know, we started a community kitchen uh, just before lockdown. We opened up over here was, you know, with support from our friend Leo. Uh, we opened up this community kitchen and it's all about education, you know, so. To really, to really break cycles, bro, and to empower our people, it comes down to education. You know, lots of this knowledge is not being passed down anymore. How to cook healthy on a budget, how to go shopping on a budget, how to salvage veggies, how to, you know, it's no longer being taught because everyone's so busy. If you're, you know, working two, three jobs, you know, if you're working two jobs, you come home eight at night and you're living in South Auckland or West or anywhere, there's nothing healthy you can take home to your family. You know, that's quick and fast, yeah. nothing. So what do you get? You get rubbish, you know? And, and you, then your your families, your kids are probably living in a dark, damp home. You know, you're giving them bad food because no other option. And then they go to school and then and they're, and they're not learning at their, the best that they can because they're not sleeping very well. They're not being um, they're not nourished. You know, and the cycles going round and round and round. You know, it's just yeah. so we're trying to educate our people. I'll tell you, bro, with the work that we're doing now in this food bank, uh, it's an eye opener, and it's. And it's just devastating that what the, this gap between the haves and the have not is it's just just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the, the, the COVID has just accelerated it. You know, mm. it's just accelerated that the, how quick the gap's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, we, we started this food bank because we could last year, level four, to help a mum of four with no food and no money. You know, and she, where could she go? She had nowhere to go. Can you imagine as a dad, as a parent, having no food and money the day before the first ever level four, you know, so we jumped into action. We started this food bank and, you know, we went to, we've had stories of, um, you know, we've helped families where, where, where uh, at emergency housing, where their kids are going through rubbish, looking for food. You know, I've gone to a a house where I've gone to an emergency housing complex where, um, you know, you wouldn't have, um, you wouldn't have your dog staying. You know, and and it's just it's 
that's the most important thing with BBM, bro, is being that that bridge to help show yeah. people and give people hope and educate people. We've been going back to that lodge every day to get food, you know. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I've gone off topic, but that's just what we're seeing. No, no, yeah, but but that's the thing with you. You know, this guy who's down in the dumps who didn't have anything going for you after a good life as an entrepreneur who does the food banks, BBM, which is an outstanding community, up for New Zealand of the year, uh, that's new kitchen that you talk about. Uh, you spoke about the app, which is a way that you can benefit yourself and everyone wins because you get a bit of financial support. What about with everything else you're doing with uh, BBM Kitchen and also the food banks? How, how can people get a hold of you and support in, in any way they can? Yeah, you can just message me from here and I'll send you a link. But we have a, a website, um, bbmprogram.com. You can go and donate there. You know, we're not a funded food bank. We don't, um, we're just very lucky and very blessed with some great supporters, um, you know, but we, we don't get, we're not getting any government funding to do what we do. Um, so we're just very blessed with, like, you can go to that website and donate. So very blessed with foodstuffs, you know, Pack and Save Monaco. Where's my list? Pack and Save Monaco, mm. uh, New World, Ormiston, New World Metro, New World, uh, South Mall, you know, uh, Seeker Fresh. Wilson Hallaby. Um, the man. The just, man knows it yeah, all. Yeah. All these amazing companies uh, that have, you know, New Zealand Food Network. Uh, I'll, bro, I'm just going to take you on a... Sorry, I'm just, watch this. I'm just going to yes, take please. you on a tour here. So all this is... Uh, we've had the... We, uh, we've bought all of this stuff you've seen. Um, we've very... We've got some support from Foundation North and also Hugh Green Foundation. Great people. Uh, AMP, Blair there. Um, this is this is only for this will last us for two weeks. Two weeks. You know, we've got so so this is parcels that are going out tomorrow. You know, so you know we're we're gonna add so we add meat, we add yeah. fish. We've got fish thanks to uh, Sanford fish. We've got uh, mince and we've got uh, uh, chicken. You know, so it's good, healthy. You make know, your cereals. You've got your greens. And so it's not really a gym anymore. <laughs> so this is all going out tomorrow. You know. And we just picked up these bananas. Um, where are they? The boys over there working. Mad Butcher as well. A good friend, the Mad yeah, Butcher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, that's Julie's, what we do. Julie's man, so. amazing, eh? She is, she is amazing. Julie and Mike Mortar, I was there today. We picked up uh, uh, 200 packs of, of mints. Mm. Just great people. Um, you know, again, eh, you, know, you, attract that, you attract positivity. You attract good people, you know? Well, well that's it, right? Because you're always talking about blessed and being lucky, bro. You're in the center of this. You're the heart of this. You're the tip of the spear. And it's the relationships and what you've done in terms of your mana that is making this happen, bro, from uh, the people helping provide the products to the people that trust in you that are coming out there, bro. So that's amazing. So when you, you look back at that photo and you see four and after and then uh, your kids look at that and they look at who dad is today and what he's all about, how does that make you feel, brother? I mean, that must make you feel a lot more wealthier than uh, what dollars can do. Yeah, bro, I just feel um, just content. You know, it's just, yeah, it's hard to ex explain. I, I just feel really content, very happy. Um, you know, that my, you know, my son's here today. He's been helping us at our food bank. Um, they can see, you know, it's all about being um, a leader, uh, but also a servant leader and a leader who leads by example, you know, not just by words, but by action. Um, I'm just happy, bro. I'm, I am happy, you know, with where I am at this time of my life. And yeah content brother on behalf of home, um on behalf of everyone out there who just watch you work tirelessly for our people and for the people in need man i just want to 
Uh, much love, bro, because uh, I'm always proud watching you and what you do because you are tireless, you're effort on effort, and you just do shit when, when, when other people aren't. I've seen those people out there that do it when the camera's on them. As soon as the camera's off, they're off doing their own thing, but that's not you, bro. Uh, mm. You're making real impact, and your story from uh, from a young age and coming through and, and having that change and transition is absolutely amazing, brother. So I'll leave you with the last words, and I just want to say thank you again for what you've done and the inspiration you shared with us all uh, tonight as well, bro. I just want to thank you, Monty. I mean, you've been you've been there from the beginning of my boxing career, and pre that, you've seen the, you've seen the evolution. I've always appreciated your support. Um, you know, but I didn't have many supporters back then, so I really appreciate it, bro. And I just want to encourage everyone out there watching just to, you know, not be shy, not be embarrassed to ask for help. You know, it's um. There's no, there's no, uh, it's not a sign of weakness when you ask for help. It's actually a, sh a sign of strength. It takes, it takes strength to be vulnerable. Um, so please, if you need help, reach out to somebody and, and ask. If you need help with food, please reach out to us and we'll do our best to help you. You're the man, brother. Um, look, I'm sure you're going to still be there first thing in the morning, brother. But once again, thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything you do, man. Very inspiring. We'll talk to you soon also. Thank you much. Thank you, bro. Nga mihi nui ki a koutou i whakarongo ki tēnei kōrero e tēnei rā, ki te pirangi au i aporawa atu koutou mai te whakawhiti kōrero. Thank you for listening to us today. I hope you learn heaps from the discussion. If you want to learn more about David and his team at BBM, or how you can donate to BBM and help their food bank, or if you want to know about their programs, please go to www.thebbmprogram.com. If you want to download the app, you can either go to www.bbm.fit or go to Google Play or iTunes and search for Butterbean Motivation. Butterbean Motivation can be found on Instagram with the handle of at Butterbean underscore motivation. For more information on Manaki, please go to www.manaaki.io. That is www.manaaki.io. They can also be found on Instagram with the handle of at WeAreManaki. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening from today. You can download the podcast from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. If you would like to contact us, our email is becomingtane at gmail.com. Our Facebook and Instagram handle is at becomingtane. Our website is becomingtane.men. Before we leave today, I'd like to say thank you to Manaki and David Latelli for this amazing corridor to Carnal Sadler for the music, Aaron and Merrick Moike for your editing, to my wife and family uh, for sharing their lives with me. Hey, Atera Wiki, until next week. Haere tu atu, hoki tu mai. Go well and return in good health. Mauri ora.